You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? I need to email you the last one too. Fucking Christ. That's okay. I'm pretty sure we're still banked one more episode that comes out on Friday that is still, you know, we have a we have a back catalog. These things age like milk. Yeah, it's great. We're we're never spoiling anything for anyone. No, we're kind, kind host. Yes, we're 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 benevolent peoples. Yeah, there's other maniacs out here like Nerdist and Kevin Smith trying to you know ruin your weekend by telling you everything right away. Right, like to let you marinate in it and then have the conversation with us. Right. I still need to see Ant-Man. Oh, no. I haven't seen it. Dude. I I have this thing going on with me, and I don't know if I should just save it for the, ep- the whole episode. I mean... Oh, I mean, we're in it right now. We're in it. Go. Is this two ni- What is this 296? Ooh, I'm going to have to check the chat. <laughs> we never know what fucking episode this is. Well, especially when one's banked. That's true. I'm pretty sure 294 is the one that's going to come out on Friday, and then 295 is the one that we, you, me, and Reese. And was Hunter on that one? No, Hunter wasn't on that one. I don't think so. Maybe. It was you, me, and Reese. That's yeah. what it was. So yeah, it must be 296. Ain't that a bitch. Four more until the series finale of Broadcast <laughs> Yeah, no. we're going to do you like DuckTales. We're going to end right when it gets better. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going to get all this fucking weeks old news? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is episode 296 of Broadcast Geeks. I'm one of your hosts, Midnight Mitch Jones. And I'm Jake Becker. And that's just it. We're just the two of us right now. Yep. 296 pickup sticks. Yeah. Uh, I guess the big news of the week here is that Daredevil Born Again is starting to film. Charlie Cox was spotted in New York with his personal trainer getting swole, getting ready to fucking kick some ass. Uh, They confirmed that John Bernthal will be back as the Punisher. I think that's fucking great. They also sadly confirmed that Foggy, Froggy, and fucking uh karen won't be back yes i'm so sad like i'm sad for eldon henson not coming back as foggy nelson but i'm i'm way more sad for deborah ann wall not getting to be karen page anymore do you just think be- they're replacing them or do you think they're just not in this story i think the character the characters are gone yeah but i wonder if they'll bring them back later i wonder if this story just doesn't have room for that story dynamic in it i don't know i i was reading an article actually it's not an article it was a series of tweets by gail simone yeah and it was just like one thing i think that's modern superhero stories whether they be comics or movies are, are starting to lose touch of is the the grounded like real people characters around the superheroes that kind of flesh out their worlds yeah that's why i think james gunn will be a fool if he doesn't let gail simone make plastic man right right um 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I love seeing like civil war and superhero against superhero, but there's just something about like that, that loses the, the charm, I guess is the word for it, where it's like, you need some real people. Like that's why the original Iron Man works so well. Cause it was him. It was Tony. And then he had pepper and, and happy and roadie. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You still have regular people, but it seems, it seems like there's a million characters with powers these days. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I've also always loved X-Men and there's hardly a regular person you can find in those books or stories. Yeah, but there's 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 God tier mutants and there's shitty mutants. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's very fair. For every Cyclops and Wolverine, you have a Jubilee. But I, I also think that maybe saying that Karen and uh, Foggy aren't in it, it doesn't mean that they won't like it could still deal with like Echo and the fam. I'm sure it'll be pretty grounded. It's Daredevil. He's, yeah street level baby he's dealing yeah. with folks i mean i just i don't know i know how much karen or uh, deborah ann wall likes to be in the universe and she was always she was at the forefront of the save daredevil campaign that went on after netflix canceled it originally so it's just i also i think she's been kind of like not blackballed and kind of typecast it's She's been typecast, but also not booked for anything else. I haven't seen her in anything since. She was uh, just in Poker Face. Oh, what? Okay, cool. She I need had to an watch. Amaz- amazing role as an old folk singer. Okay. It's a pretty cool episode. I hear it's a pretty cool series that I should be watching instead of seeing if I can fall asleep in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and one, it's vignettes. So there's like one whole episode with her where she's a pretty main character but then she won't be back again so it's not like steady Hmm. work Hmm. i didn't know that she was in the god of war video games she does motion cap and she's uh a voice in those video games well that's pretty cool and to your point i wonder if foggy and her not being in it might have anything to do with scheduling difficulties maybe they wrote them out of this season and they'll just be alluded to because they both had work because they've been waiting four years for this shit to happen Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure Eldon Henson is uh doing uh is he in season 2 of The Mighty Ducks? I didn't even watch the new Mighty Ducks season because I was so upset Emilio was in, not in it. I'm not going to lie, Mitch, I did the same thing. I didn't even fucking know it had come and gone. Same with that show Big Shot with uh, I just John realized Stamos. the other day that I missed the second season of Big Shot and I would like to watch that cuz I really did like the first season. <laughs> Me too. Stamos fucking plays, dude. Dude. Stamos rules. He's my Stamos. Greek yogurt god. <laughs> oh shit! Deborah Ann Wall was in a episode of Quantum Leap. I thought she was in that too. Maybe she's a singer in that, and I have it backwards. I Harley have it backwards. Farmer. I have it backwards. She's a singer on that, not on Poker Face. Sorry. Very similar vignette shows. Cool. Yeah, and it was a good app. All right. Well, well, gall darn it. I need I'm, a fucking. I'm too behind on quantum leap because the next episode takes place in an asian kitchen and like i can't handle that living in trinidad i don't know when i'm gonna watch it hmm. it'll make me hungry for food that doesn't exist where i live it's real yeah torture. yeah i i caught the end of one because uh i was watching wrestling on monday and then i went over to nbc for whatever reason and i saw one where ben he, like i'm all fucking out of whack i need to get caught up on leap because he meets up with leaper x martinez or whatever the guy's name was and he confronts him and then right as they're about to confront each other he leaps into like a lady lawyer that's in the middle of a case and he's like oh fuck i I gotta give a i gotta give my opening statement oh damn maybe that's the newest one that you saw the end of then because i i haven't seen that 
the newest, I would assume, yeah, SOS. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, because he, Ben's song for the defense is the name of the next episode, which comes out on the 13th. So that stands to reason that. Ooh, uh, now I want to get caught up if he's confronting Jumper X. You've also yeah. missed a lot of development with why he jumped. Right. Because he's trying to jump into the future and save Addison or something, right? Yeah. And he's working with what's her fuck? Al's daughter. Janice Calavici. Calavici. Fuck, I love saying that name. Calavici, Calavici. Yeah, Calavici and him are on the same team. Right. And it's really Calav my Vici's. Yeah, and you're learning more about that. And like, I don't know, it's a really good show. I like the way they're parsing out information. Yeah, man. I, I think they're they were nude for a second season. They I are. just need to stop being so fucking lazy. I look, I don't want to say that uh this might be this might be get me in trouble with the viewers, but and by viewers, I mean listeners. And by <laughs> listeners, I mean Marcelo and JD yeah. and me at work. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm listener X, Jake. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if what's, but ever since I started watching The Last of Us, I haven't caught up on that either. But like, it killed my love for watching TV. I know what you mean. I've watched <laughs> shows that are so bad, I just don't want to watch TV for like a week. It's not that it's bad. But no, I think it was just because I was good. in the a lull of it's a very well made show, better than I can fucking make. That's for sure. Like you know, I whenever I criticize something, someone will probably be like, well, "Why don't you fucking go out and make your own?" I can't. So you and I would bury that shit if they gave us those checks. Oh, bury dude, it. I'd be living in Bolivia like a fucking king. <laughs> they would never find my ass. Dude, if they gave us that stack of cash, they backed up a truck with enough money to make that. We'd just make violent rated R Ninja Turtles and live on a pile of money. Have you seen like the amount kings. of adults participating in the like, toy shit? Yeah. Uh, that Ninja Turtle group that we're in on Facebook, uh, there's a video about, it's like nerds fight over NECA toys at Target. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I haven't either, but, but I saw the thumbnail. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I don't know what it is, but like, I think I was just like forcing myself to watch The Last of Us because it was like the thing that was going on. And it, even though it's not for me, which doesn't make it a bad show, disclaimer, but um, it kind of just made me like apathetic towards watching televised entertainment. Hell yeah. Hell no. I, I don't like that. I, no. I want to watch TV. But I mean, like, hell yeah. Like that, that's totally a thing where you're just like, ah, oh, that put me in a weird spot. And then your brain's like, let's not go back to that weird spot where and that happens in front of the yeah. tv because we've been I, watching that thing yeah but i mean like if i start to think about reading a book you know maybe do a wellness check on me <laughs> <laughs> noted if i, I put the doctor if, over yeah if i pick up a book that's not the novelization of batman forever then i don't know <laughs> is that adaption a book or a graphic novel man? no it's a book i bought it at, <laughs> i bought it at mutiny denver uh i got in one day, I got the the novelization of Batman Forever, and I got the novelization of Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, Last Crusade. So, like, God, that rules, dude. I couldn't not buy it because, like, one of the books I've had in my childhood is the novelization of the 1989 Batman. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, first edition, brah. Dang, Mitch out here with them early editions, right? <laughs> I got the cassette tape with all the Prince jams. I got the novelization. I got the old VHS tape. Now all I need is Michael Keaton to make that Batman Beyond movie. I have the Ninja Turtle 
adaptions from the 90s of the movie yeah but they did the adaption before they were finished editing the movie so there's scenes in the comic book that were cut out oh it's a it's a a prequel comic book like graphic novel no 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 it's like ninja turtles the movie as drawn by eastman and laird and jim lawson and it's just like a it's like a novelization of but it's a trade paperback but they included scenes at least in the first one that were later edited out of the movie so it's a better there's more context in the story and it's not that they were making it up they filmed that shit like it's somewhere it exists Mm. a lot of people are extremely upset that it's never been put on dvds like what like more violence no, there's like more scenes with Raph when he leaves the house. Um, there's like a longer walk back to the house before they do the freeze frame with the title card. Mm-hmm. So like Ostentatious. The comedic scenes, like a little bit longer. You get a little bit more backstory on like why they're nervous about going back. Uh, I'd have to read it again. I'd spend a long time, but there's a couple other scenes in it. But there's scenes on the movie box that aren't in the movie. Really? Yeah, that famous scene of Raph standing on that fucking bridge with his size bandage brandished. That's never mm. in the movie. Wait a minute. Hang on. I have the VHS handy. I gotta look at this. Yeah. Supreme made a shirt of it. Oh, man. <laughs> Is it the side well, picture? Well, as you can see, my copy of Ninja Turtles has been well-loved. Oh, so the back's blocked? The back's not blocked, but I don't think I have the right... No. It might be one of the side pictures. That one. That's it, huh? Yeah. Huh. It's the image they used on the Supreme shirt when they did the Ninja Turtles drop. Cool. But yeah, that's not in it. Yeah, I think dude. I think that scene, I think the picture, oh, they have a longer training scene. There's a picture of one of them from the training scene on the back, isn't there? I don't think so. Like sitting at the farm? Oh, this one? Is it? I can't tell through the video image and the tape. There's yeah. a longer training montage with them training at the farm before they go back, where it's like them at sunset and shit. The origin of Michelangelo's straw cowboy hat? Yeah, because there's like, you know, a minute and a half of that in the movie but there's like dialogue involved in it they're like working through some shit in the original version and i think yeah. that was less cut out than it was like compounded and montaged yeah because in like the final cut it's just april dun, doing a dun, voiceover dun, 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 yeah dun, dun, dun. And then they're like, Dime. and the four brothers were together once more, or something like that. Yeah, and then it shows them at sunset playing around outside, fucking shit up. Yeah, and they all walk back up to the edge of the grass line, and they're like, "It's time, it's time to go back." And God, I love that, that old movie. international. And then they rip back to town. I love that fucking movie so much, dude. Just the one of my all-time favorite lines is just like, "Hey, what's that guy got to do?" To get some food around here. Oh, I thought you were really going to go with, I've never even looked at another man. (laughs) You're claustrophobic. (laughs) Oh, I get it. You're claustrophobic. (laughs) Still one of the best homophobe jokes I've ever heard. Right. It's the test of time. Wouldn't get you canceled now. No, it's a good wordplay. Great wordplay. I'm sure there were a lot of uncomfortable conversations in parking lots in 1991, but right, because as you know, if you looked at a, someone of the same gender or sex of you, uh, that was gay in the 90s. Oh, just kids being like, why, why, why did Casey think claustrophobic? Many like guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe they learned something today. Like, what would you do if your niece asked you that? Oh, <laughs> that's what I mean. I bet there were a lot of parents going, "Oh shit!" on the walk out to the minivan. You're claustrophobic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Well, wait. Speaking of Ninja Turtles, uh, the, since the last time we recorded, there's been pictures and oh. posters and fucking a trailer for Seth Rogen's T- TMNT Mutant Mayhem. 
Yeah, and I haven't cried watching it like a dozen times or anything. Yeah, I I gotta say, I'm not feeling Donnie's voice. Why is he prepubescent and the rest of them have like deeper, like teenager voices? Because that's what happens to teenagers. I know, but like, okay, 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 time out. Go back and watch the 1986 Turtles and then let me know how you feel about it. Because Michelangelo's a 45 year old delivery guy in the original (laughs) Ninja Turtles, man. (laughs) Cowabunga, dude. Yeah, dude. I drank so much Miller Lite last night. Like, that's (laughs) Mikey. The whole voice cast is bad. That's why it was so brilliant when Rob came back as Donnie, because Rob and Raph suck. Well, I like Rob as Raph. I did I did as a kid. It is my whole heart. I love that show more than I love most of my extended family. But but objectively bad voice casting. Mm, mm. So you you like Raph to be a bit more gruff. Yeah, Sean Astin did great as Raph. The 2012 voice cast, I think, is like that in the first movie. I think we're done with the right attention to detail on like the voice characteristics. What about uh 20, 2003 2003 is fine but it's For not, voice casting yeah it's fine it's not the best ever it's not Gre- greg sipes michelangelo will put that show in number one for the rest of forever that's brilliant casting they cast human michelangelo to play michelangelo east boy yeah it's the same guy right yeah and he's doing the same voice which is yeah his, his voice he's total full-blown surfer dude yeah i think he's a pro surfer okay well you know i guess there's a lot of controversy online about the turtles already like a, a lot of people don't like that they're so young uh i i take a little bit of uh is umbrage the right word i want to look use here i take a yeah. little bit of fucking hesitation with i don't like donatello sounding like a little kid but the rest of them sound like teenagers like preteens, basically yeah i don't mind but i think the humor is right where i need it to be yeah and they are 15 in the book yeah like them doing fruit ninja shit on top of a building who's cracking me up why does this melon have to be the exact shape of my head <laughs> Also, Donnie being like, you're going to be fine. And then like whispering to his phone, like he's going to die. Yeah. And getting, getting stabbed in the leg with Raph's eye. Yeah. Or when the, the ninja star goes through the melon and over the, the building into the street and you hear a car crash. And then Leo's like, what was that? Oh my God. And Raph's like, yeah, there's probably nothing we could do. You guys want to get pizza? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. where the, that's the humor I need it to be. Oh, and they didn't um, even show that much. They didn't show that much, dude. They showed you just enough to wet your whistle. I'll tell you what, though, Mitch. I was ready to um, give up on my life as a free man and go kill everybody who has to sound off about how April O'Neil's black. I want to fight every one of them. Dude, these people obviously don't read the real comics. They don't know that April was originally... Well, you know it. He was, she was originally uh, very she, mixed looking. Yeah, she was based off of uh, a Kevin's. gal that was at Eastman. Eastman's yeah girlfriend ex-wife yeah and she was a lady of like she wasn't a white lady no she was she was like very mixed yeah I think she was mixed from mixed parents dude April in the fucking original comics the way she's drawn even April uh on the original TMNT arcade cabinet she Mm -hmm. looks like fucking Rosie Perez dude yeah that's the vibe but also um people being mad about a character's identity being switched to being a little bit uh different from theirs and being the other while complaining about their massive fandom for a thing that is about the validity of freaks and others and people that you don't understand is so ignorant 
It's, it's, yeah, dude. And it's the same as the Marvel thing, but it's more offensive to me because I'm like, fuck you for pretending to be one of us. Yeah, dude. Like, if the turtles met these people in real life, they would. The people complaining about this, I should specify. Yeah, like, as far as I can tell, like, anybody who is like, I love the Ninja Turtles, and then would turn around and be like, but I'm also a Trumper. I'd be like, well, then you don't know how to read or analyze anything you've seen with your eyes, <laughs> and we can't be friends. I hate you more than a normal Trumper. Yeah, I mean, also, we were what are these raised... people doing? These people, like, well, then don't don't watch Ninja Turtles. Just say you're too racist to enjoy Ninja Turtles. Then, <sighs> Yeah, say it out loud. Yeah, God just fucking, it. just give up. You know what? You can you can sit with in a under a rock with your eyes shut and your fingers in your ears if you can't fucking handle it. These people just make me sick, Jake. I think that uh, it's, I it's, lo- it's frustrating I that all these great creators that we had that entertained us our whole childhood that were like going out of their way, bending over backwards to put solid moral content in their work without preaching, and it didn't land on most of the fucking kids yeah and it breaks my heart like what the fuck like i genuinely want to ask some people like what the fuck did you get out of watching the x-men animated series when you were a kid you just you just like bright colors you fucking moron (laughs) god damn it yeah you just turned it on you were drooling on your shirt you had a load in your pants and you were fucking just watching saturday morning cartoons you weren't absorbing it yeah you were watching it but you weren't seeing it motherfucker yeah you didn't get anything out of it you're fucking god it just it infuriates me like the whole education we got as kids the birth of nicktoons for our generation where you learned that being a loser was okay which hadn't been fucking shown before in any kind of way just everything about it and then that there's kids in our generation who are fucking monsters that also turn around and they're like these are my favorite things like you're an idiot yeah i mean it goes it Richard Nixon was at least cool enough not to be like the Dalai Lama's my number one guy and then turn around and say the most horrific shit about every race he could think of into a recorder. Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how people that are like monsters like that enjoy shit like this. I don't know. I don't get how people that were cool with kids being put in cages can be like, X-Men's my favorite and they're really messed up with the Dark Phoenix. Like you, fuck you anyway. My favorite character in X-Men is Senator Kelly. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> black and white. You grew up and rooted for the villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's all the same thing of, you know, these people that are mad that the little mermaid is uh, a woman of color, you know, she's got, she's a black lady or whatever. Yeah. But at least that one is like, I don't, I don't think that movie was as clear. That movie is really weird. There's, there's very a lot much of mixed, so there's a lot of mixed morals in that one. So I don't blame a little idiot trump or racist girl for not like collecting the other message out of that one because it's really a horrible story but that's i get more like same with star wars fans like star wars never pushed anything except like political and like rebel messages they didn't push like everybody's valid there was no like big talk about how like people didn't like chewbacca because his first stunk or nothing you know mm. so like people being mad at that i i have less of an issue with because it's not like hey the thing you claim to love has been preaching the opposite of why you're mad at you since you were a child but marvel turtle fans people that get online and post about like the mcu i'm like oh god just fucking do it open a wrist <laughs> open a wrist just end yourself what is your fucking problem you didn't understand anything stan ever published had to say not right, once right yeah man uh well there's a lot of fucking morons in the world i can tell you what though they're not gonna fucking take away my enjoyment of ninja the turtles. the new ninja turtles man i cried 
I'm so excited. Dude, when I saw they cast Jackie Chan as Splinter, I got weepy at work. Dude, <laughs> in that one quick flash of Splinter that they have on there, um, does he have a mullet or like a jerry curl? What's going on with Splinter's hair? He's got like a jerry curl afro kind of thing. <laughs> from that, that quick image and the toys, you can tell he's got a bit of a going on. Speaking of the toys, I'm buying the fuck out of all of those. All of them. All of them. I'm getting the and big I, ones, the talking ones. I'm getting them all. Um, I'm still on the lookout for the NECA 1992-pack of Raphael and Michelangelo. I don't know what the fuck it is. They they have Every time I see millions of Donnie Leo packs, but they don't have Mikey and Raph. They, don't, they ran out of red and orange plastic. Um, <laughs> all I ever see anymore is Splinter and fucking Shredder. Yeah, I see Splinter Shredder. I see Hamato Yoshi and uh, Rokusaki. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what it is. But now I've been collecting the storage shell turtles. The new like, ones? Uh, yeah, the newer... Playmate three releases. You found those? Yeah. I have everyone except Raph now. Damn. So, yeah, dude. Uh, I can go grab them if you want. That's okay. I, I can go grab the old ones out of the box. I still have two sets. I, but I, I never had those. Ones. I never had those. My Ninja Turtle toys that I had were, I had the original four brothers and the Splinter, Shredder, Bebop Rocksteady, a foot soldier, General Trag, Baxter Stockman, Krang. So eventually I had the whole gang, but like I had the original set of brothers. And then I had the mutating brothers where you yep. open their shell and you flip them into a baby turtle. Yes. But I never had the storage shell boys, but now I think I'm going to have to get these damn playmates toy for the mutant mayhem, dude. I'm getting them. They're gorgeous. They look dope compared to the animation. The animation looked gorgeous too, by the way, because all the images were a little weird, but when you see the camera effects and the way they're doing it, it's dope. Yeah. Uh, it's very spider verse yeah and it's also like very reminiscent of eastman and laird's set design like the the turtles don't so much follow their old drawings because their character drawings were rough till they got jim lawson in there mm -hmm. but the way the city looks and the the double-edged sketch line it, it very much looks like eastman and laird's ink work all over the city even though the colors are there and it all used to be black and white like it feels like a turtles book that's cool man i i like the look of it and you know a lot of the online discourse was like oh so this is just the ninja turtles but spider verse and it's like yeah you don't fucking want that what is your problem yeah like are you the kind of idiot that would have bitched when uh fucking other people started making animated movies other than disney you would be like oh so everybody's just doing the snow white thing now yeah. Morons. Like, yeah, we found a new technology that works. Batman the Animated Series. What is this? Just the the Fleischer Superman cartoons, but updated? Yeah. Yes. Fuck off. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, I was Wait, are we done with Turtles? No, I guess we're not done with Turtles. Well, I just the no. new van is bad as fuck. The voice casting yeah. is dope. Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko is gonna make me scream in a movie theater. Dude, I wasn't planning on buying the, the turtle van for the new one, but then I saw it and I was like, oh fuck. Oh man. I'm gonna have to get three of them, one for display, one in the box, and one to play with, dog. I'm gonna get one for yeah. I'm gonna have to get a couple too, because I'm definitely not I'm going to get one for my niece so she has some turtles, but I'm definitely going to get my own set. Dude, I had a really cool experience. Was it yesterday? Yesterday at work, dude. I had a kid come in later in the afternoon, little kid. 
and him and his parents were on a road trip and he was playing pac-man and stuff i have a couple of uh old comic books that are too raggedy to like sell for anything they're like 25 cent books Mm -hmm. and we bag and board anything everything so i'd lose bagging and boarding one of those so i kind of keep them behind the counter to give to little kids once in a while right just be like hey champ here's a yeah and they were hanging out for like an hour and a half they were trying to stretch their legs and taking turns going outside and wearing the kids out because they had a toddler too little girl mm-hmm. i think but uh the little boy i was like hey man do you like comic books and his dad was like yeah he just started reading and i was like cool man and as i was going through the stack i was like what's your favorite superheroes and like didn't miss a beat the kid was like ninja turtles i was like heck yeah man ninja turtles are my favorite too who's your favorite ninja turtle and he was like Raphael. i was like you're the coolest kid that's been here in a while i got some ninja turtle adventures right here for you he was so happy and then before they left i was like hey man did you see the new trailer and he was like no and i looked at his dad i was like you want to watch the new trailer and we watched it on my phone and the kid was like slamming his fists into his thighs he was so excited man see that gives me hope yeah Dude, Ninja Turtles is never going to die, dude. Like, the stuff ebbs and flows, but I think Ninja Turtles will remain consistently popular for a long time. At least until Eastman and Laird are around, you know? It's only ebbed once. Was that the new mutation? No, I don't consider that an ebb. I think that's pretty great work. Hmm. Have you watched the next mutation? No. I mean, clips, probably. Um, But it was on TV, like, when I was watching actively watching saturday morning cartoons as a kid yeah that was like the last one i was still watching uh it ruled it's not great writing but the store like the storyboarding was great like the arc of the show is really good but there's a little bit too much shit for like 11 year olds in it you know what i mean okay okay but they're fighting like an alien overlord from outer space and then there's like a clone spy girl turtle that's put into the mix venus venus de milo yeah yeah the original fifth turtle i'm gonna go with the original fifth turtle is zach but you do you baby zach what about slash slash who came first i think the original you could make a case that the original fifth turtle was metalhead uh yeah metalhead would come before both of those in the series run but i think zach might come before slash zach was the little kid yeah but his name's zach the fifth turtle Hmm. well there you go and also the original fifth turtle was Kirby, but that got canceled. That's right. Um, I have great drawings of him doing bits from uh, Kids in the Hall. Yeah. I'm crushing your head. Yeah. Kevin did a bunch of drawings of him while he was watching Kids in the Hall and kept drawing him in sketches from Kids in the Hall. Nice. Yeah. They're really cool. Hell yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm stoked on it. I, August can't be here fast enough. Um <sighs> Whose D do we have to ask to get on the red carpet, man? I want to go see this thing. I bet Eastman and or Laird. Dude, you know what? I'll just hit up my mutual Twitter friend that follows me back, John Cena. Yeah. Like, I'll yo. Hit- I could probably get a hold of Hannibal. Hannibal? Hannibal Burris. Who's he playing? Genghis. Very confused because they did not list the other three frogs, but he's playing Genghis. Genghis Frog. So Paul Rudd's Mondo Gecko. Paul John Rudd's Cena. Mondo is Rocksteady. Seth Rogen's uh, Bebop. Seth Rogen's Bebop. Ice Cube Superfly, which is a new mutant. I've never, you know, I was going to say, I'm not familiar with Superfly. Giancarlo Esposito is going to be Baxter Stockman. 
Yep. Um, Perfect casting, by the way. That that's who I think of when I go back and read the old original issues because he looks like Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, he also looks like Giancarlo Esposito in the 2003 cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. Rose Byrne is Leatherhead, so Leatherhead's going to be a female crocodile in this one. Yeah, or Rose is going to be doing something wild. Oh yeah. Who knows? Because that, oh, that girl Micah is playing Donatello, and Donatello's still a boy. Oh, for real. Yeah, okay. that's how they got the prepubes and think it's a girl's voice. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Maya Rudolph th- is playing Vanessa Utram. Who's that? Well, U- I I imagine I know what Utrams are, but like Krang. I imagine Vanessa is going to be Krang. Okay. There's no Shredder. There's no Shredder. No, this is Mutant Mayhem. I think this is supposed to like exist. Like they're already out and about. I think this exists after they fought the Shredder. Hmm. Okay. Um, we also know from the original images we're getting Wingnut and Screwloose. They have not announced their voices. Hopefully that means there's three more frogs other than just Genghis. We need Rasputin. We need Attila. And we need Napoleon Bonafrog. Hell yeah, man. Once August is here, that means we'll have new Turtles. We have, we'll have gone through the new Indiana Jones, the new Mario Brothers movie. We'll have seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I mean, that's uh, all very exciting. But honestly, I would burn all those movies and never see them if I could see Ninja Turtles tomorrow. For sure. For sure. Um, What, what were you going to say before we went back to Turtles? I don't remember. Oh. My bad. I'm sorry. I should have no. not stopped you. You were on a roll. No, what was I going to say? I don't what know. You, you were say? like, no, it was right off the back of something you said. What did you say? Well, uh, <laughs> I can't remember, man. Uh, it was something, but then I was like, are we still done with tur? Are we still going with turtles? Oh, green carpet, uh, John Cena, Hannibal Burris. I don't know. That's gone. Sorry. Matt, where's Matt to keep notes? Yeah, I know. This is where we need Matt's teacher brain. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, man, I'm I'm so excited for that fucking movie. I'm beyond excited. I don't think there's any way they fumble it. I think this is going to be solid. I think Seth just built himself an empire. Um, we'll see, man. I have faith in it. I'm happy with the trailer. After having zero expectations, like, I don't know, man. I Things look bleak when Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like the iteration going forward. I feel like you could spin these characters off into a series on Nickelodeon. They can do anything. And we know that there's another movie coming from the Jost brothers still. Right. That's going to be the coming up back. They're also doing the second uh, last Ronin books are out now. I have not received my first issue yet. I'm not mad about it or anything. Have you seen what those are all about where they have the new because at the end, well, you've read the final issue of uh, last Ronin. Yeah. So now you know that the that uh, Casey and April's daughter is raising four mutant turtles of her own. Yes. That's pretty cool, but like I kind of don't like I'm a big fan personally of the f- turtles basically looking identical and then them taking on their own personalities and you know their bandanas basically telling them apart. Yeah. I don't like when the turtles are like one's big and a giant and spiky and then the other one's like a teeny little wuss turtle. That's why the rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles one didn't do it for me. I like 2012, 87, 2003 cuz they're all uniform size and build and then they have their personalities they weren't great artists but they were trying to make them different from the beginning though i mean if you uh, for my money if i look at the pictures of them as the original drawings they don't look that much different 
No, but they like they made character sheets and they called them different heights and stuff. In the original comics? Yeah. Well, they're they're Bibles. They have them. Yeah. I mean, this is the original drawings. Here. Right. I was, I like that original turtle. But the original group shots. And then when Lawson took it on, Lawson's the one that really kind of ran with. But they were different sizes, man. Like they gave him almost twice the fucking head that they gave Mikey. Who's yeah. him? Raph? Uh, I think that's Raph. It's either Raph or Donnie. That's Donnie or Raph. That's Leo. Oh, shit. I was like, I can't see it. Move that window. But it's the zoom window that I have to move on my end. My bad. Yeah. No, you're okay. good. <laughs> I was like, move that fucking giant head out of the way. Oh, that's me. And then the colors was a clever thing to do with toy. Right. Production. I mean, I understand why they would all have red bandanas as like a, a clan of ninja to begin <laughs> with. But yeah, I think whoever suggested that they go with four separate colors. Dude, you know that there's someone who bought a fucking mansion and had money left over because they're like, I was the one that came up with the, the purple, blue and orange bandanas for the other three. Yeah, they're. Definitely is. And that guy works at Playmates or worked at Playmates. Yeah. But the 20, that's like one of my favorite parts about the 2012 is that they gave them unique bodies and personalities, but didn't go so far as to make them like completely different turtles like they did in Rise. Yeah. Which Cause like was- Raph has that crack in the front of his shell. Mikey's got like freckles. Well, and Mikey's Donatella. a foot shorter than Donnie. Oh, I've read these character sheets. I haven't memorized. Leo's 5'1. Uh, Raph is 5. Mikey's 4. 10 or 4 11 no mikey's 4 6 and donnie's uh 5 6 damn but and donnie's head shape is totally different than the rest of them and so is mikey's and then raf and leo have more similar ones with different eyes yeah donnie's got a gap in his tooth yeah they had different muscular structure like leo doesn't even have this muscle group that they animate on Raph. <laughs> Leo doesn't even have any fucking delts, bro. No, but I mean, like, look, Raph has a whole additional set of mu- shoulder muscles that they don't animate on the other brothers. Hmm. I think it's because Leo's arms are more to his side and Raph is more tensed up. That's no, why you, that. You can see it even on the other brothers, how they have that hard angle that stops here and he doesn't. His is on top. He has more shoulder than the rest of them. It fills out into his <laughs> chest. Like he yeah, has. Yeah, Raph goes out and punches some brick walls dude and he's wider and but yeah see donnie's a foot taller than mikey Mm. yeah but even though even even in 2012 they still have more uniformity than 20 uh you know the rise of the tmnt the michael bay movies yeah no and i like that they kind of just turned it up to the 2012 level for the new movie yeah um looks cool man uh i can't wait till we get a full trailer of those guys because it's about the same where they all have like pretty much the same character design but they have like actually different facial expressions yeah I, that that original like art of them that uh, they shared where that one that you're pulling up right there the original art i think it's uh much better represented in the actual animation than it is in the still picture yeah it looks doper. This is also definitely production art because it's rough, but you get the technodrome in the background. The technodrome in the background. So Vanessa Utrom's going to be fucking shit up. You got Wingnut and Screw Loose. You got all kinds of stuff going on. There's squids falling out of the sky. There's some weird shit going on. This movie is going to rock sauce. Dang. Yeah. 
And that's April with a total dump truck. Yeah, we scrolled down on a meme page and it went immediately <laughs> to hot Aprils. <laughs> Why can't April just be fucking in a yellow jumpsuit? Yeah, like, dude, if people were mad that they made April a teenager instead of a 30-year-old reporter that they could perv on again, that I'd hear. I, would, I wouldn't agree with it, but at least that argument would be like, okay, they've been perving on April since they were a kid and they don't want it to be a child now. That's fair. <laughs> well... Uh, yeah, I've, but I'm all in on this. Same Seth thing. Rogen. April being a kid's a lesson that they learned in 03. Oh, yeah. Because in 03? Yeah, the 03 one. She's not a reporter yet. They're not at the beginning. She, yeah, she's like a lab assistant, right? Yeah, she's. it's the story from the book. She's a younger like college kid. And they went with and, that because Laird was pushing for it because he was in charge of that show when they were fighting. And then, um, and then in 2012, they made it a teenager and worked even better where her dad worked at the lab and she had a personal relationship with the turtles. Yeah, yeah, I do. I really like that 2012. I need to, I should watch that. It's the best one they've done so far. This one might be better, but it'd be a real hard fucking feat to pull off. I remembered what I was going to talk about earlier now. Um, oh, hell yeah. What were you going to say? Let me finish. Because the 2012 one was just handled by the the like the biggest fucking nerd for Ninja Turtle shit in the world. Ciro Nelly gives more of a fuck about the Ninja Turtles than for sure Eastman or Laird do combined. Like that guy just loves it. It's his whole life. Cyril Kelly, Ciro, C I R O, Neely, Neely, I E L I. I was some fucked up shit gonna pop up if I Google this person. No, just dope ass art, homie. He makes the cool shit, but he gave a fuck about the Ninja Turtles the way that Bruce Tim gave a fuck about Batman. Hell yeah! And the same way that it'd be really hard for anyone to actually make a Batman that's better than the Batman the animated series. You might make one that's really good or that people enjoy that's a new take, but it, if you give it 10 years and then compare them both, I don't. It's going to be really hard to beat something that's got that much heart and thought put into it. There's no way Seth Rogen likes Ninja Turtles more than me. Ciro Nelly likes Ninja Turtles more than me. And that's hard to beat. Yeah, but I mean like, yeah, that's why I'm saying there's no way Seth likes them more than me. I guarantee I could beat him in a real quick trivia battle. Ciro would bury me and the people who created it. He's a fucking little nerd for it. <laughs> He's total guo. But the thing I remembered earlier is I watched a bunch of um, DC, DC showcase shorts this week because I went to go watch the new John Constantine House of Mystery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Had, is that on HBO Max? It is on HBO Max. And I had no idea that it was going to be like a short showcase because the description of it kind of mentions there's some shorts at the end but it didn't it's very unclear so mm -hmm. i went into watching it thinking i was going to watch like an hour of constantine and then like a couple of five minute shorts or something but it was all shorts and the constantine one's dope and it picks up right after the apocalypse war and uh lou, lou diamond phillips plays the specter and it's rad um it's really crazy and then the second one's commandy dude and they do commandy in like a late 80s early 90s style animation and Oh my god, it's so good. I think it's issue 36 of Commandy. Commandy. Yeah, man. Commandy's one of those books that I wouldn't know about if it wasn't for Kevin Eastman. He wouldn't in a time when he would have gotten away with no one knowing that he stole a lot of his ideas from an old book no one cared about. He immediately, when people were like, We love the Ninja Turtles, he was like, Read Commandy. Jack Kirby wrote the Ninja Turtles way before I did. Check it out. It's bad as fuck. And it's dope as all get out, man. There's such cool stories. But Kirby's art style kind of lost me as a kid a little bit. 
a little bit too mm-hmm. chunky, a little bit too weird. A little bit too heady. Yeah, so seeing it presented as like a Ninja Turtles 86, early 90s cartoon style. God damn it, dude. Like if I could shake the shit out of someone at DC and get them to make that show, it was so good and then the one after that is blue beetle and it's done like super friends 66 batman style animation and the the storytelling and the voice work is very super friend the question speaks like this the whole time oh he's got a real 1940s straw does he a a little bit of that but it's also just very staccato and not too much more emotion than need what is that over there i will punch you in your mouth evildoer like, it's very flat red, and the jokes um, are hilarious. Like I'm about it, to stop guessing and fixing to start supposing. Yes, and it was fucking good, man. All three of them ruled, but man alive, that uh, commandy one. If if you guys can, like, just fast forward to it. Go watch House of Mystery. Watch the whole thing. The whole thing's worth it, but go watch the commandy short. It's like 20 minutes long. It is should be a pilot for a show take all of my money okay all right oh yeah dude that blue beetle definitely looks i'm seeing all this uh oh shit etrigans and the constantine one yeah the blue beetle one do you remember when they did the phantom stranger a couple years ago the blue beetle's a lot like the phantom stranger one where it's like very adult jokes but for kids like us who grew up watching syndicated super friends all right i'd love to keep you know what? I was I was on like I can't read about these because this whatever website I'm looking at is like pop up ad city, man. So, but I think instead of just looking it up, I'm just gonna watch that. Yeah, and then oh, and then there was a uh, the one in between was the losers. Was that? There's four shorts. The losers is like this crazy thing. I think they tried to make a show out of it a couple of years ago, but it's this old war book like post-World War II Korea book. And it's about this group of like ragtag rough motherfuckers that are just like, we're here to lose so that the country can win, ma'am. And like, uh, but they go through, the, it's the same thing. Like the other DC shorts I've seen up until these ones all felt like round stories. And, oh, all, shit. and all four shorts in this one felt like fucking backdoor pilots. Like they were all pilot episodes. None of them ended. They all ended with just you being like, oh, Fuck, fuck, what? There's no more of this? Okay, dude, I was like, why does this sound familiar? But there was a movie of this in 2010, The Losers. Yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Zoe Saldana, Chris Evans, Idris Elba, Jason Patrick. Yeah, but like, fuck that movie, dude. Make this a cartoon series. Run it on Adult Swim. Print money. Yeah. it was so good. And like, I was about to skip over it because I've read Losers comics when I was younger too and it never grabbed me. But the way they, it's like Savage Land. They mm-hmm. end up, yeah, dude, it's cool. I like shit like that where you're like, uh, I have to watch it for completionist's sake. And then you're like, I don't know about this. But then you end up finding something that you are gapped you know. out about. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's okay. I love all the DC. AU movies and, uh-huh. and dark justice league dark apocalypse was supposed to be the last one and then they were going to just start doing standalone movies again like they did before they started the dcau now dcau in my mind that is all the bruce tim verse like no it expands beyond like the Batman, the animated series slash new Batman adventures, Superman, the animated series, static shock, Zeta project, Please. Batman beyond justice league. Is that kind list? of super I'm getting a full list because they're the ones that tie together. Oh, Bruce Tim does count. I didn't realize they never contradicted those. I feel like they fucking do. Well, I mean, Beyond Static Shock, the Zeta Project, Justice League, Justice League, and Superman. 
Batman, The Mask of the Phantasm, Sub-Zero, Return of the Joker, Mystery of the Batwoman, The Dark Knights, Digital Series. Am I thinking, am I saying it wrong? What, Phantasm? No, there's another... There's another longer term for the animated movies DC's made universe. I'm using the wrong term. Because DCAU is, I I think, exclusive to Bruce Tim. What's the, they call it, there's another long acronym. DCUAOM. No, no. Whoa. Yeah. DCUAOM. DCUAOM? What does that stand for? It started with, okay, when did it start? DC Universe Animated Movie Original Movie? Yeah. That's the DC Universe Animated no, Original. No, 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 no. It's DCAMU, Animated Movie Universe. It's inside of the DCAOM. <laughs> okay, but this one is, right. it's, this is this, these are the movies. It started with Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox, and then it's War, Son of Batman, Throne of Atlantis, Batman versus Robin, Batman Bad Blood, Justice League versus Teen Titans, Justice League Dark, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, The Death of Superman, Constantine, City of Demons, Reign of Superman, Batman Hush, Wonder Woman, Bloodlines, and then Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War. And then after that, they said they were done. And then two years later, they came out with Constantine, The House of Mystery, which picks up the moment Apocalypse War ends. Okay. That, shit, dude. That's awesome. I didn't know these were all tied together. Huh. Fuck, man. That means I need... I have a lot. I can watch another cinematic universe. Uh-oh. What? My mouse quit working? Oh, no. Your Mises. Hold on for me for a second. I gotta get a mouse. Pausing. I... I'm sorry, I'm sorry I am vengeance. I am the knight. God, you sound I so good. am Batman. <laughs> Work. What is going on? I can never go down that road because if I do, I'll never come back. Huh? Is it not working? Yeah, I don't. Here, you're gonna have to use your touchpad, bro. My touchpad's dead. Oh no! What did, what did you just play? What did I just play? What? Are you playing something? No. I'm watching Beavis and Butthead, but it has, uh, oh, speaking of which, new ep- new season of Beavis and Butthead starts on 420 on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, my God. But uh, no, I'm not playing anything. That was just me doing those Batman sounds. What is happening? No, my, my computer's playing something through my headphones now. I'm very afraid my computer might be having a meltdown. It's haunted. Um, if I close the screen, is it going to end the Zoom call? I don't know what to do. Um, well, why don't you, you want to try and see if you just save the Zoom and if, like, we've been going for a little while now, right? Yeah. I mean. We've been going for 57 minutes. Okay. I mean, if we just go a couple more well, how are you going to end the call if your mouse isn't going to be able to? I don't know. But also, there's very loud something playing in my ears right now. Oh, that's right. I was going to say, just find the tab, but you. Literally I can't do can't. anything. I don't know what's happening. Mm. I don't even know what's playing, dude. This is like a TV show or something. I don't know what's happening. Mm. Now it's rain noises. Well, so what do you, do you have like a Bluetooth mouth or like a, I don't, a, can you still see me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just using like an old Apple mouse and it's lit up. Like it's connected. The driver should be on. And I think I must've clicked something with it. Mm. What if you put, try putting it in a different USB port? Can you hear this? A little bit. Yeah fucking wild i don't know where it could be playing from i don't have anything open mm. <laughs> it's not some porno tab you had it. it's like oh fuck no, yeah, no. yeah 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 it's okay i gotta try to close the computer and reopen it hold on i right. might make here us go. rejoin here goes nothing okay so do i 
I'm going to have to hear how that last one ended, but we just went through the blip. I mean, you can keep some of it in. People can know I was being tortured by the Weather Channel for no reason. <laughs> we went through the blip. It's five years later. Jake and I are still, like, we came back at our still, our uh, our microphones were going. The TVA took over my computer and made me listen to the Weather <laughs> Channel for no reason. I've never been to the Weather Channel's website. I have no idea how this happened. Mm, I don't know. That's uh, it's quite the mystery for almost midnight to, you know, to, for that to happen. That's why you're on the case, Mitch Jones. It's midnight you're right um i got some fucking detective work to do after this i gotta put on my my trench coat my fedora and walk out into the rain while smoking a cigarette yeah dude that rules (laughs) i got two slugs in me (laughs) one's one's a bullet the other's bourbon i know the answer is probably going to be no but have you happened to have watched the new episodes of south park yes actually i have oh god dude that first one was like one of the wildest things i've ever seen on tv okay so let me um let me just kind of backtrack here the first one was cupid yay cupid yay that one was weird it was good but it was wild yeah i didn't think that they were gonna have the uh um the little cupid cartman become a reoccurring character as weird as fuck as it is yeah it's once a year he gets off his pills dude <laughs> death can for motherfuckers as he steals that car no you can't say that oh god the way it ended was insane oh yeah yeah credits rolling to a chant oh yeah and they're all replaced by matt stone <laughs> assistant to mr stone trey parker uh and then there was the worldwide privacy tour oh yeah that was the okay so that was the one with uh, megan markle or you know the canadian allegedly. princess allegedly yeah that one was really good i love when they do the canadian ones just because i love the little flapping heads and the way that their voices are all sped up and like hey let's go that better i love when they get behind political movements that i think are tiny and stupid and then they believe in the same thing i believe in <laughs> the world's wide privacy tour because they suck and they're trying to get like one of my heroes canceled right now and i hate them who jeremy clarkson oh because he said those things he wrote that article where he described the scene from game of thrones and said he'd like to do that to her and everyone's acting like he was like i wrote new legislation to reinstate slavery Mm. like they're losing their minds and being like this guy's calling for violence like no he was drawing an allusion to a show that you know 75 percent of the planet with tvs saw i didn't see it because i don't like horse and sword me neither that's why it's only 75 percent. but they're acting like he's some horrific you know third reich level monster for coming up with this scene that they all watched willingly on a sunday night and it doesn't so, matter so what is it like he he wrote a fanfic about Meghan markle that was game of thrones was it the red wedding no it was the op-ed no he was like i wish that we could all throw excrement and trash at her she walks the street and yells shame at her i can't wait for that day Mm, yeah she used to be on suits or whatever yeah and she sucks i do believe suits was pretty good suits ruled but she sucked on suits too but uh i do believe that the you know the monarchy is probably a little bit racist i also i also believe that half of her family's from the monarchy and she knew what she was getting into right and to like i don't know again for them to tell everybody to shut up while he's writing a tell-all about his family right yeah yeah it's uh i don't know that was a good episode of south park i love the canadians 
the Japanese toilet. I didn't see that one. Pretty great. Yeah, that was the one that was just, well, I guess last week at this point now, right? Yeah. Yeah, there should be a new one tonight, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, Those. that's probably what I'm going to watch when we wrap up here. I don't know if um, it's on yet. I'm looking right. Oh, yeah, you're right. It won't be on, I guess, technically in for another eight minutes. HBO Max is kind of all over the place with when they drop things. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's at like 10 o'clock on Wednesday, like right after it started airing they'll drop it sometimes it's it's it depends they do it with other shit too like john oliver's show sometimes it's ready immediately sometimes it's midnight sometimes it's 1 a.m interesting well uh yeah i guess so you were secretly watching south park is there anything else you were secretly watching no you know what i've been falling into this bad habit of watching just videos on youtube instead of watching tv yeah i've been doing that too it is a bad habit yeah i mean not to say that these creators aren't doing wonderful things with their like every bat suit that's been in the dc animated universe bruce tim version not yeah. to say that they're not doing like it's i'm great fucking sitting here. yeah i'm sitting here watching it i'm like yeah i like that one the best yeah, but there's like no act structure or beginning, middle, or end to any of it. It's all just like information being dumped on me. And like, I don't get tired watching it. My little dumb brain is just like, ooh, more information. Yeah, dude. Is that why it's so easy to fall into those holes and where you're like, you know, oh, I'm just going to watch these fact videos for the, you know. Yeah, because I think you watch one of those fact videos and they present you with all this shit and then don't give you any answers and your brain's like, what else can we click on? Right. Let's watch the comparison of the world's tallest ships or like buildings. Yeah. And then it's just like, cool. Okay, what else? Right. Yeah. I I really think there's something to there being like no structure to it, making my brain like, huh, I think going. Yeah. I think that's what it is because I've been watching so much of that that whenever I think about watching like narrative content, I'm just like, ah, but then I'm going to have to watch this for like 47 hours because like that's how much you consume a fucking, you know, a bunch of info videos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's the like, no, your, your brain will have peace after watching like two episodes of Quantum <laughs> Leap. You'll be like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. But I do that too, though, where I'm like, I don't want to watch this 45 minute show that just came out that I really want to see. Like last night with Mando. Right. Like, I don't want to start this at 1 a.m. Then I'm going to stay up all night. And then I started watching fucking UFO videos on YouTube. Right. And then at 6.30 this morning, I went to bed. Yeah, because it's just like, well, I guess I can just watch another 27-minute video. And then how many of those go by? And then... Yeah, and I do that instead of watching 47 minutes of the Mando because in my head I'm like, I'll just watch one of these 20-minute videos, do a dab, and go to bed. Yeah. And then I'm watching and I'm like, okay, what else has this guy got to say? Right. That wasn't the full interview. I could tell that that 20 minutes was just a clip of something. Can I find the full interview? Oh, shit. A diagram of the Titanic and how it sank? Let me click on that. You click on that one about how there was those windows? and Yeah, I think... <laughs> It was like a cross-section video. Yeah. Yep, they got us. <laughs> they know what they're doing, but it's not good for us. I know. I need to kick the habit and watch more TV. I, I, I just did... watched... Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. I just watched an interview with Roy Wood Jr. Oh, yeah? Where, where he talked about how um, he thinks TV's fucked, and I, like, agree with him, that everything's too, too serialized now, and there's, like, no good comedies. Like, no one's trying to make just mindless comedy to wind down with at the end of the day and like as much as everything else kicks ass like there's something to having a show like the goldbergs that hasn't already 
way past its fucking prime but like having a bunch of good sit there's a reason they used to run sitcoms all the time it keeps people from killing their families put those back on (laughs) everything can't be you know prestige drama and it's like like what other comedies are out right now other than south park and like the animated adult things that are in continuum right so like that removes like bob's burgers family guys simpsons from the conversation yeah and i mean those but like but most of those have been on for the better part of 20 years if not closer to 35 yeah um well like you could go with your network comedies like bob hart abishola right but that show sucks (laughs) does it jake yeah no like it's a good heartfelt show but it's not funny it's like it's like king of queens light like they there's too much heart in it they're trying too hard to have it be prestige mm. abbott elementary is very funny and they're doing the prestige thing while also delivering amazing jokes i think the same of flatch but like does, those shows aren't getting traction i don't know it frustrates does, the shit out of me does abbott elementary have a laugh track no but it's very does, much a sitcom does flatch fuck no does bob hart abishola yes okay yes and the laugh track is bob hart's abishola i've watched it several times it's just it's like bad formulaic there's that uh, home economics on abc is funny but it's it's also like it's too grounded like there's nothing that's just silly stupid i mean like every year what was there like two episodes or two weeks a year on tgif where there were like heavy stories and then the rest of the year it was a bunch of goofballs doing goofball shit what TGIF, like all oh those, yeah 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 all TGIF. those comedies like yeah, yeah. They'd, ha- they'd have heavy episodes like what twice three times a year yeah so out of 23 like, episodes you do 20 of them that were just for funsies and then three that had like deep character content in them yeah like what is urkel, urkel and laura tension yeah you do like Three years of him being Urkel Stefan before that shit got heavy in one episode. Brilliant. Yeah. Give me more of that. Always Sunny does a good job of it, but they've dialed back their production so much that it like barely feels like a show anymore. He what gets, do you mean? Like they get six, eight episodes a year or every two years. Because mm, they all started uh, getting projects elsewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, theirs is understandable, but they do that shit with other network shows where it's like here's a comedy we're doing 10 episodes this year like no it's not right. a prestige drama it doesn't have an ending where it needs to just you're just following these people being weird in their lives keep making it go to work <laughs> um yeah dude always sunny i feels like i have watched for like 10 seasons but i catch a random episode here and there and it's still pretty good it rules it's just it's sparing now how much you get which Again, God bless them for still making it and giving us any kind of content that's that that way anymore because it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. FXX, who's ever heard of that? But we, I mean, there were so many more comedies even a couple of years ago. COVID kind of dried all that up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. A lot of scripted comedies. Did you watch Chris Rock's new special? No. I mean, it's I've definitely seen the, the uproar in online stuff about it. Thumbs down, huh? Not good. I mean, there's like several good bits. I, I, it, no, I actually, I'd say it's a good special. I think this premise of doing it live to tape, dumb. Oh, he did it live? It was live. If you watched it on Saturday night on Netflix, it was live. And it was like Netflix's first live event. Okay. So Chris Rock did the first live hour special, as far as I know. Interesting. Interesting concept. I don't know if I would, like, if you fuck up on it, that's on tape. See, that's the thing, and, and it like I know that I've I've watched more comedy than normal people and kind of probably look at it a little bit different, but 
when he'd trip over a word or something, it'd take me out of it. And I know in my heart that if they taped two nights or two tapings like they do with every other special on Earth, that they would have covered it. And it's just, I don't know. There was a couple spots where it's clunky. The Will Smith part was very funny. I saw that as a clip on Twitter. Yeah. You bitch. Like that was good. Um, but the I don't know. I don't know. I think he's I think he's getting too old and too rich. Happens to everyone that does, you know, comes up doing stand up, makes success and as a, you know, actor. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. Um yeah, it just didn't it just didn't hit me that great. It wasn't terrible. I think it would have been way better in my mind if it had been produced a little bit more and not have been the live thing. But I know Netflix was trying to prove a concept that they can do this. Yeah. Because, I mean, this opens them up to doing sports, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things now that they can live broadcast, so. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, I I guess I'll have to watch it at some point. I just hadn't made a, you know, sometimes with all the online discourse of things, I just, like, you ever just, like, see something that's, like, so popular in, like, the online discussion that you're like, I'm just not going to watch it. So if anyone asks me, be like, I don't know. I didn't watch it. No, I work at a comic book store. I get berated (laughs) if I do. I have to have a reason like, I have to tell people, like, no, I didn't watch that. I hate horse and pony shit. And I'll be like, you mean horse and sword? And I'll be like, do I? Do I? The pwn. The pwn zone. Your pony um, and slingshot movies don't interest me. <laughs> Another thing that I just saw a commercial for um, while we were on our, our little break there. Did you know that History of the World Part 2 is streaming on Hulu? Yeah, and I can't get into my Hulu account for some reason. Oh, no. I actually was trying to log into it while we were down because i hadn't tried since last night i really want to see it i haven't seen uh i haven't seen it but (laughs) just knowing what the history of the part of the world one uh i thought you you hadn't seen that you scared no 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 dude i've seen history part of the not history part of the world history of the world part one i've seen that but just it's a very mel brooks humor movie someone sent me a clip of history of the world part two and it's rasputin have you seen this no. Oh, well, let me just say that Rasputin is played by one Jonathan Q. Knoxville. Nice. And he goes, I'm Rasputin. This is getting my dick cut off. <laughs> and then it goes, wow, wow, wow. And Wee Man wearing a tutu and a fucking curly black wig takes a big machete and cuts off this fake blurred penis and throws it at Jeff Tremaine. Nice. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Which is funny, but it's very much not like a Mel Brooks-esque humor kind of thing, I don't think. It is. And when's the last time you watched History of the World Part 1? Uh, recently, actually. Yeah, dude. Okay, well, like... Watch Talkamata. He's, you yeah, can't talk him out of anything. He's referencing all kinds of things that were of the time. Like like the whole fucking the the shtick the whole thing it he, he was more of the time then so it's a little bit more in his wheelhouse but he was mocking like known entities and existing people I wish I had more examples off the top of my head you think it's because uh maybe if I, if I were to Google references in history of the world part one yeah history of the world part one French Revolution. I mean, the opening is basically 2001, except they all start masturbating, man. Like he's, <laughs> there's shots that are really close to being uh, ripoffs more than homages. You know what? I guess I should go back and watch. Like I, it was definitely during one of the COVID years when I last watched History of the World Part One. So it was like 2020 or 2021. Yeah. But do, what do you, what do you think about this being a the part two being a series rather than a movie? I think it's smart. I mean, like. 
honestly, if you go back and watch, I, I, I watch it once, like probably once a year, but History of the World Part One's more fun to watch if you stop every time they switch. It's tedious to watch in a two-hour clip. Jesus, dude. If you look at, I, have you seen the Wikipedia on History of the World Part Two? No. So you look at the movie Wikipedia and it's like written by Mel Brooks, but you go into the Wikipedia on for writers on on uh the series it's like written by ike Barinholtz, emily blotnick guy Branham, mel brooks owen burke adam county lance crother like it's like 14 writers per episode yeah dude mel brooks is 120 clackalaka but you don't think that he's been like that makes me think that he wasn't actually sitting on this script for all these years he was like oh no he wasn't he him him and Kroll fleshed it out and then they uh distributed it to writers like a normal project. Mm. Yeah, well I guess Mel Brooks was probably just like, eh, when am I gonna have time to make a movie? Yeah, but Kroll was like the point man. How old is Mel Brooks right now? Fucking old, dude. Like no joke. I think he might be a hundred. Oh he's ninety-six. Okay. He'll be ninety-seven on June twenty-eighth. Yeah, and he's been active as a comedian since 1947, dog. <laughs> so since he was 21 years old, and he started at the... And he fucking served in World War II and wrote for Sid Caesar, which was like the White Suge Knight. White Suge Knight. He held Vanilla Ice upside down off of a hotel balcony, too, I bet, Sid Caesar. No, what? who Sid Caesar did... Uh, Oh, who was it that Sid Caesar hell out of the window? He really did. Like, dude, there's so many parallel stories between Sid Caesar and fucking... And Suge Knight. And Suge Knight, it's wild. Like, there are several stories where if you told him without names, <laughs> depending on the audience you told him to, whether it was a retirement home or a bunch of young kids that knew hip-hop, they'd be like, oh, you're talking Suge Knight. Oh, Sid Caesar, you mean? Like, yeah, yeah giant, giant cokehead lunatic. Sid Caesar, uh, I heard he had Tupac killed. <laughs> uh, um, Sid Caesar lived forever, too. Yes. He died at Mel like 90, Brooke. 91. Good Lord. Coach Calhoun, dude. Coach Calhoun. He gets hit in the face by that nerd with a pie. Yeah, dude. That was a that guy was a drug addict back when that meant something. <laughs> um, you know what? Speaking of Mel Brooks, there's a thing I did watch recently that had him involved. Have you seen this document? It's like a mini documentary. I think it's only like 47 minutes, maybe an hour at most. But it's um about the history of the automat in uh in New York City. No. Yeah, dude. Mel Brooks produced it, and he's got like a firsthand account of going to the automat. Like, you know, you, you put in a nickel, Ooh, and there's a yeah. slice of pie in a window. Um, I watched it. It was a really great documentary. I don't know if he had anything to write, but it was like Mel Gibbs, or not Mel Gibson, <laughs> Mel Brooks, quite the opposite of Mel very, Gibson. Very opposite. Uh, Only one of them believes in the Holocaust. Right. <laughs> uh, Mel Brooks. Uh, he, pres it's like Mel Brooks presents the history of the automat or something like that. Where'd you see that on YouTube? I actually saw it on one of the like movie channels. Okay. But, um, Mel Brooks automat. Is Reiner dead? Yes. Carl Reiner died like a couple years ago. That's right. Cause when he died, I was worried Brooks was going to die immediately. Cause I think they have oh. a very symbiotic relationship. It's on HBO max. It's called the automat. Oh, cool. I'll check that out tonight, probably. Oh, shit. It's longer than I thought. An hour 19. Damn. But it's so good. It fell fast. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm, all, I'm all for History of the World Part 2 having Guy Branham uh, 
and Nick Kroll and Wanda Sykes input. Oh yeah, dude. I'm not saying they're not, but I just, I, I don't know. It won't feel like a Mel Brooksy thing. I think it will. I think a lot of Nick Kroll shit feels Mel Brooksy to me anyway. That's too much tuna. Yeah, dude, he is uh, as close as we've got to that right now, I think. Mel Brooks. Like, dude, if Mel Brooks was in his 40s now, I wouldn't be blown away if he was, like, the head writer on Big Mouth. <laughs> That'd be funny. It'd be, it would totally be like all the old writers in the in the room at Reboot. Yes, except Mel's <laughs> still the shit. Right. God, man, damn everybody at Hulu. Fuck you, Disney. Oh, and also I read an article that said that they shopped it around and nobody wants it, so it's officially dead. What the fuck, dude? Bulbaco. Honestly, I mean, like, you remember at the end of 30 Rock where they gave Kevin, uh, the, the, the Kenneth NBC? No, I've when? never seen, I mean, I've seen, like, the first couple seasons of 30 Rock. You've never watched all of 30 Rock? Mm-mm. Jesus Christ, Lemon. It's Wednesday. Have a follow hippie to a second location, Lemon. <laughs> also, did you say that you were having trouble logging into your Hulu? Yeah. Because I also am. Yeah, no, I think they're having a problem. God damn it, Hulu. You piece of shit assholes. Um, but do you remember Kenneth from 30 Rock? Yes, Jack McBrayer. <laughs> yeah, Jack McBrayer, they give him, he's the president of NBC at the end of the series. Kenneth, old hayseed gas Kenneth is the and- his. Yeah, and then it's revealed much like uh what is that old show where it's the autistic kid with a snow globe. Oh, uh St. Andrew's Hall or yeah, something. It pulls out at the end and it's Liz Lemon's daughter pitching the show to Kenneth. Whoa. While he's playing with a snow globe. And he's and she's like, and it's all based on a true story. And he goes, I know it is. And then they pull out and fade to black. What? Yeah, it's really sweet. But mostly, like, they just let that janitor run NBC. When's my turn, bitches? I could make them more money than whatever suit they got in there right now. If Comedy Central fucks up and doesn't give Roy Wood a TV show, we give him a TV show. Let's read Night Live. Dude, I thought Roy Wood Jr. would definitely take over for Trevor Noah. He might. Did they announce the successor? No, they're still doing guest hosts. They're on their second round of guest hosts right now. I watched one the other night that had Marlon Wayans, and he did pretty good, dude. Yeah, but they did guest hosts between John and Trevor, too. They knew they were going to Trevor, and they did guest hosts. Right. So these aren't tryouts. This is just to keep the show going. It's working, whatever it is. It know? better be Roy, dude. I think I think Roy it's- is going to be the closest thing we have right now to a Stewart quality. John Stewart's just so fucking good at what he does. Yeah, but so is Roy Wood Jr. I, have you been watching Stewart's new show, man? No, it's on Apple Plus. I don't have it. Yeah, they air most of it on YouTube for free. Interesting. I mean, it's it's probably that's how before i had hbo max i had that's how i would see uh john oliver clips because they he would put up like whole 20 minute they put up the whole episode every week yeah and then on weeks that they don't air episodes he puts up special mini episodes on youtube um because you can win an emmy for that uh Hmm. there's eight episodes of history of the world and they're all about 30 minutes long so you could probably burn through that but uh stewart's new show the problem with john stewart he just like man he's bugs bunny-esque in the way that like he can get all he get knee deep into an argument and have no emotional stake in it and like really bait he can talk to people in a way that like i'd say all those words but there's no way my body would gestate them without yelling and he can do it while seeding in jokes and bits and yeah Much like Bugs Bunny, he'll set you up for a trap. Because he's being so calm, you don't see it coming. 
It doesn't feel like he's about to fuck you. Dude, he did one uh, last week about uh, gun control with the, the senator from Ohio who has like the open control thing. Uh-huh. I just, I don't care what side you're on. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody get trounced as hard <laughs> as John Seward danced on that motherfucker's chest. Like it was brutal, dude. I bet that guy went home and sucked on a gun like that was fucking insane if anyone ever dressed you down like that on tv mitch you would cry for the rest of your life it is <laughs> fucking nuts how calmly he rips this man apart while making funny jokes but this is a senator like a representative or something just, yeah it's a senator he's telling him like no you're like at one point he's just like you don't give a flying fuck and he like says it in that tone and at like that point in the conversation somebody would have had to have grabbed me because the guy is just saying like in black and white terms like i don't really care about fifty thousand kids dying oh shit dude and john stewart's so good at picking those people apart too it is a fucking nut nuts show but like seeing that you're like oh yeah this is why the daily show used to be a powerhouse yeah this guy has an ability to cover topics without getting worked up the way most people would to where like he can point out the idiocracy and everything without putting people's guard up because he's going into it just logically and comedically and you'll be along with the ride before you realize he's making you change your politics yeah i mean you think it's weird that like john stewart left the daily show and colbert got picked up from the colbert report over to the late show in 2016 like right before indecision 2016 no man i don't think it's weird i don't think it would have gone the way it went if they were still where they were i think i think stewart had the ear of a lot of people that went over to being like QAnon folk Mm. And, and he might not have been like their hero or their god but they watched his show because he took the piss on everybody or out of everybody and uh did it well he attacked everyone he had there was no one was safe no and one's not, safe from and not, john stewart and not like that like hey man i don't i don't pick favorites no one's safe like no he fucking went after everybody relentlessly and if you were fucking up he'd talk about it and that garners respect and he did it in a way that like didn't get people mad and i think if he would have been around man i think there would have been a lot less of the q shit i don't think yeah. trevor trevor noah couldn't walk that line and they weren't trying to which like good on him they tried to do something a little bit different but yeah there's just a level he he has an amazing ability to do that that i've never seen like i don't even know how to articulate words for it because i've never seen another performer do it the same right. way that colbert could fuck with somebody but that's like a comedic skill stewart's doing it earnestly with that same amount of like being in character calmness yeah he's uh he's a lot more cere- i don't want to say cerebral but he's uh and it meticulous never, meticulous i don't know yeah and there's some about him where it never felt preachy mm. St- stewart never mm-hmm. comes across like he's calling you an idiot he always makes it feel like you and him are calling someone else an idiot and it's it's like a slight move that he does that makes it feel like you're in on the like the way he'd like whisper characters to the camera and shit like you were in on it yeah well so is his show that's on apple is it more like uh john oliver's show no it's way more serious than that um it's basically each one he'll do like 10 minutes up front that are very much like the old daily show opener and then usually it'll go into like a round table interview with like people that are very uh knowledgeable or affected by the things he's talking about and then after that it usually goes into like a long form interview 
with somebody directly involved with the thing that's usually off site, not in front of the audience, like a taped interview. Okay. But so there is a live audience for some of it. Yeah, for like two thirds of it. And it's it's just, it, I, I don't know how to articulate it. It's more serious than Oliver's show. Oliver's show is just more, it's just the, that it's the monologue the whole time. So he's uh-huh. just he's zipping in more jokes the whole time. Stuart's doing that for like 15 minutes. And then some episodes by the end of it, dude, I'm like, fuck, I just want to go in the shower and cry. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, because like, you know, uh, John Oliver will just, you know, he'll end it with a big joke. Yeah. And, and Stuart makes jokes throughout, but it's more about like controlling the emotional energy of the conversation than it is about baiting the audience into having a gut laugh. Do you know what I mean? It's like when he's doing the round table with all mothers of victims of school shootings, like he's still zipping in jokes, but they're not jokes to get everybody at home laughing in their chair. They're jokes to get all these women comfortable at the table. All right. Well, shit, I'm looking and see if there's any full episodes on YouTube. Now it doesn't look like there is hold up. What's this Seth McFarland's problem with John Stewart? No, I guess I can't watch John Stewart. If Seth says no, he, I think a lot of people are mad about that shit. He said about Kanye West and Kyrie and uh the whole um anti-semitic thing that's going around right now he went on colbert and said some things that made other jewish people very mad is seth seth mcfarland's not jewish um no he's irish but i think he's on the side of like what you said is terrible i think it upset a lot of non-jewish people too man oh i just didn't know what he said john stewart said something yeah he basically went on the colbert report and was like listen we can't just cancel these people for he kind of said he he did it like maybe the same week Chappelle did on SNL, but he basically mm-hmm. went on Colbert and was like, we can't punish these people for not knowing something that we don't teach anyone. And like one, I work in Hollywood and he was like, and it's not an insane assumption to uh, spend a couple days there and think that we run it because we mostly run it. So that's not the problem. We don't need to be canceling people for that. We need to explain to them why the way they're talking about it. And he kind of broke it down in like a smart John Stewart way. And then a bunch of people were like, this mother, oh, at the end of it, at the end of it, he was like, and I'm sure this is going to make a lot of people mad, but I don't care. I don't believe in Israel. Oh, shit. That's how he ended it? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. It's worth watching. He explains a lot of it pretty well. It's basically the speech that uh, Kyle gives at the end of South Park. It's like all those same things. Yeah, these are people that have been in these careers. They, you know, I know a lot of guys that are lawyers because their dads were lawyers and you see it your whole life and it might not have been a nepotism thing, but that's what you got into and went to school for. And yeah, like basically like, yeah, there's a lot of like, so we need to explain why that is a thing rather than saying like, you can't say that you're in trouble. Like, no, they can. They can say it and know it, but they can't act like it's a conspiracy. And a bunch of people were like, what is John Stewart on? Uh, John Stewart in trouble today. Yeah. That's... Well, if people want to let us know how they feel about John Stewart, where should they yeah. hit us up, Mitch? I was just going to say, I'm. this has been, I think this is going to take the record for the longest episode of Broadcast Geeks. Um, I'm, Sorry, I'm. <laughs> He's rebooting. He's rebooting. He I thought I was going to sneeze. Life. 
Nope. I thought I was stage. gonna I thought I was gonna sneeze, but then I lost it. You know that one of those? That's the worst because it'll sneak up on you when you least expect it now. Yep. I'll be sneezing while I'm driving and fucking swerving to oncoming traffic. Oh, Bukowski. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey you guys, thanks for listening. Uh if you want to send us an email, talk about some of the things we talked about today, or if you want us to talk about something that we didn't talk about, you can send us an email broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. Uh we also have a Facebook page that you can interact with us on there. We share all of our new episodes and try to be good about sharing memes and news and all this other stuff that about things we talk about. Uh, we also have a Twitter page. You can follow us at Broadcast Geeks or on Instagram, Broadcast underscore Geeks. We have a Reddit page, r slash Broadcast Geeks, or um, you can uh, just follow us on anywhere where you get podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Or just come back again next time on your podcast of choice. We'll see you around for Jake Becker and me. <laughs> we leave you with our standard sign-up line. Excelsior. Excelsior.